We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world! George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. I think it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. It's 5.30 on Monday. I think, you know, that's... We won a series. Two out of three all day. Two out of three all day when you're starting at home. They won opening day, which is obviously still counts the same, but you really want to win opening day with your ace on the mound facing another ace. Saturday, I was in a wedding and didn't see the loss, and then they won again on Sunday. So it worked out. Worked out pretty well for me. Yeah, they have like the preseason like win totals. It was 81 and a half for uh, San Francisco. So they're about a 500 team, right? So you're supposed to go out there. You're supposed to win two out of three. If you can get a sweep, that's great. But if you just go out there and win series, win the series that you're supposed to win. And yeah, there were opportunities to win the Saturday game. But you win a two out of three as you're, you know, really getting the kinks out of figuring out like who's in this lineup, who's on this roster, you know, which has gone to the last minute. I mean, the roster's already changed a couple of times in four days. So, you know, I, I think we have a lot to be happy with out of the first weekend. I want to throw three numbers at you real quick that I think are very important. You came with stats today. Okay. All right. Yeah. Two, two, two thirty three. 312 and 227. Those were the times of those games. So let's do it. So, yeah, opening day, I went. First day, first game, obviously experiencing the pitch clock and the new rules. One o'clock game with the festivities, probably started like 108, 109. I stayed for the entire game. I was on a 503 train home and I was in the door in Bucks County at 630. All right. So you. Have to leave the game. You're there till last pitch. Yep. Sing, fin, I sang Sinatra, like, fin it through the Sinatra song. Like, didn't uh, didn't rush out at the end, you know? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I was going to say that. Because the subway's packed anyway. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you wait a little, you know, you wait a couple minutes. You're taking what? The D? Yep, exactly. So you're getting the D, taking that to Penn Station. 503 train probably had a little bit of time to get a Gatorade of water or whatever you want. Like you weren't yep. really rushing. No, not really. I mean, that sounds like a dream. It was, it was perfect. Train was like hour 10, hour 15 to Trenton and then 15 minute drive. And yeah, home in the door, in the door at six 30. It was great. They also didn't stop serving alcohol. They just didn't stop. Wait, really? There were, I mean, I think they were supposed to, but I remember getting up. And it was it was the eighth inning and it was either three twenty or three twenty five. And I bought one. So it was after the seventh and it was after two hours after first pitch. And I mean, maybe the guy was like breaking a rule. I won't say what section it in because I'm not a narc, but. <laughs> yeah, there are some people from concessions. I know. Um, I know. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a rule that's changed because. I could see, like, it's not, I don't think that that's a league rule. 
It's by I team. I don't know. I think it's by team because the Giants have different rules than the Eagles because I've done both. Like the Giants in football stop serving at halftime. The Eagles do end of the third quarter. That could just be a football thing. Huh. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm just Googling like MLB. What inning is MLB? Inning, inning seven. I don't know. I, I don't see anything official, though. I do see ESPN. Oh, okay. Baseball has no uniform policy for beers cut off. So some people do the sixth. Some people do the seventh. So And I, the I Yankees this, make sense to not have one because I would say what? 70% of the people at those games are taking public transportation between Jersey, Connecticut, subway, regional rail. There, there's, I mean, some people like you're a driver, but I feel like it's mostly public transportation. Yeah. How come you and your dad don't just drive? Like, how come your dad doesn't just drive to games? Because I don't see him getting like too drunk to drive. It's more of just the navigating through the Bronx, sitting in the traffic. Like we rather just like space out on the train and bullshit. Then like gotcha. stress through the traffic. If that, and it's kind of like our bonding time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as all the moves that I make through the Bronx are not natural to you. The no, way they no are I have no idea. I'd be driving around in circles for hours. Getting I remember, yeah, way. I drove you guys to a game and your dad was like, how, where, what do you, how are you doing this? We both and have was, a terrible sense of direction. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I just know where I am. Cause I was wondering, cause like I've been to a game with your dad. So I was like. He's not getting fucking hammered, is he? No, no. Oh, he's yeah. like a one. He's like a like two tall boy guy. Yeah. Like a two tall boys on like a special occasion. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, it was it was really, really clean experience. It was kind of weird because you're you're so used to. All right. They throw a pitch. I'm going to look down at my phone or I'm going to talk to somebody or something. And like I did miss a couple of couple of pitches because I'm like, oh, I'm not used to them going going that fast. But I mean, it was all good. Two two thirty four or whatever you said. Two thirty three. Two thirty three. I thought it was two thirty four on my own timing, but I looked up the official. Two thirty three. Um, three twelve on Saturday, which I I'll be honest, I missed a good amount of that game because I was doing stuff. And then yeah, like some of these games, I so I had on opening day, right? Yeah. And I'm used to having like a day game, and I know opening day is different. Um, whatever. But like. I'm working. It's on in the background. I got to do stuff around the house. You know, I got to throw kids laundry. I blinked and it was the seventh inning. It, it was fast. I mean, Cole was Cole was cutting through them. Logan Webb was working pretty quickly as well. There weren't a ton of walks. Cole walked that first guy on four pitches, and I think that was his only walk. Dude, Cole was just cutting through them so yeah. easy. <laughs> like, and I, I'm curious, like. Without the, you know, the stepping off the rubber, this guy can't step out of the box. You know, Cole is a pitcher who we've talked about. Hasn't had to, like, fully reinvent himself, but he's had to make changes with spider tack. Yes. You know, rules like that, RPMs, all that fun stuff. But Cole is of a, like, he's Scherzer-esque with, like, bulldog out there. Just give me the ball. Go out there. And so, like, sometimes it's annoying when he is because, like, he's yelling at Billy Crystal. But when it's just like, give me the ball, I'm going to throw it over the plate. You're not going to hit it. Like, that's exciting to watch. It is. And again, this is built for us. We'll see it tonight with Nestor. He works. He can work very quickly when he wants to. I don't see it being an issue for him. Uh, we're going to face Aaron Nola on Wednesday for the Phillies. And he got tagged around pretty good on opening day. He was one of the slowest workers in the league last year. And he was openly complaining about it after the game. So you wonder how it's going to affect certain guys, but I, I just feel like it's more coincidence and luck, but I feel like with our hitters and our pitchers, we're pretty built for these new rules, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Judge doesn't get out of the box. Stanton just stands there like, let's, you know, just keep it moving. We're ready to go. And I think, you know, people will get over it. You know, eventually today I saw a guy on the Mets got called out on strikes in a pitch clock violation in the ninth inning of uh, they're losing 10 nothing. Like, really just embarrassing. That's pathetic. <laughs> But at the same time, like most guys, you know, you'll get two violations a game or whatever, and then it, it'll cut down. I do think the guys who have already taken like this defeatist attitude, like Enola, of just like, you know, I don't like it. Well, this is what it is. So they're, they've kind of used spring training to build in excuses for underperforming instead of just adapting to it. 
I assume the answer is no, but did you check out any of the Sunday night baseball game last night between the Phillies and the Rangers? No, it was WrestleMania. Okay. Uh, well, they were interviewing Harper, and he's not even playing yet, and he yeah. was like openly whining about it. He's like, we want to take our game back. It's like, Dude, you haven't even tried it yet. I saw that clip on Twitter of him just like, you know, and like, what do you mean take our game back? Like, what does this mean? <laughs> Like and you, he's the slow. Have you watched him, dude? He draws a cross yeah. on every pay. Like it's it's his is like I think he's he's fifty eight seconds between pitches. Like you think about how ridiculous that is. I mean, we're cutting off like a sixth of the game. Like we're saving a lot of time. And it's like take our game back for from who? From the kids that don't have the attention span to watch a three and a half hour game. We're you know, that all like, two in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, like that's what it comes down to. Like Listen, the guys, you get in the box. I get it. These guys are major league pitchers. They're throwing 90 to 100 miles an hour. They're going to throw a fastball, a curveball, a slider, or a changeup. That's pretty much it. You get one out of four, get in the box, figure it out. You got to this level, figure it the fuck out. No, exactly. And Judge, we know he's figured it out. He's already got two bombs. He going to fuck around and hit 60 again? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He, I mean, oh, he looks like he just picked up. Where he left off, like you thought there'd be, I thought there'd be a little bit of a lull. I'm not going to lie. Like a little bit of a. I think getting the first one on the second pitch you see helps because, you know, Kay said it on the broadcast. He was like, I don't know. Is that one? Is that number 63? Like it just, it's like he just picked up. I think if you take that mentality into it of just like being ready to hit, not thinking about, because let's say he hasn't homered yet. Right. And then he doesn't homer tonight. Then it's like the fifth game and there'll be someone who starts saying it, you know, there'll be some narrative out there. And now you just kind of like beat it too. He's going out there. He's playing center field. You know, when our real center fielder IKF isn't available, <laughs> but, you know, he's playing center field. He's batting, you know, in he's not batting lead off. It's not like the stunt batting lead off anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot of plate discipline, even though like some of the calls that we've seen early on in the season have still not been great from umpires. No. Um, but, you know, he's bringing that energy from last year back. And at this point in the season, when you've got, you know, you know that there are injuries, you know, this isn't like the team that we want to have. You can't ask him to put the team on his back all season. But if he can set the tone at the beginning, like that's a captain. Hundred percent, and it, what a cool moment! What a cool moment! First inning in the Monument Park. You couldn't have you couldn't have scripted that better. That was a great moment at the stadium. And if you remember, even with the sixty-two last year, I want to say at like the eleven-game mark, he only had one homer. Like he got all, he actually got off to a slow start last year. People kind of forget. I think it's I, I know it's early, and he's got to stay healthy. I think fifty is going to be very very in play again. If he could have three fifty homer seasons. How many guys have done that? It's got to be a pretty small list. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, he's a guy who uh, 60 is a lot, right? Like yeah. getting to 63 is a lot. You ran into some like garbage time pitchers at the end there. Um, but with the like the playoffs expanded, teams are going to be more competitive and we're not that good of a team right now. Like we're not going to run away with this. This isn't a 105 win team. No. You know, so like teams are going to be competing. He's not going to get. Um, you know, fastballs down the middle late in the season. But yeah, I mean, as a pitcher, as a player who pitchers are going to have to face if there's protection in the lineup and, you know, you can't factor in for intentional walks he's going to see throughout the season or just being pitched around. Like, yeah, 50 is always an option, especially in these, you know, in theory, he's in, you know, the tail end of his prime years as a, you know, a 30 year old. Yes. So. You know, he's got maybe another three years of like elite athlete. Yep, probably. And look, Stanton right there with him already has two bombs. I mean, to yeah. see those two, the two Giants get going early and the one yesterday. Oh, my God. 485 over the over the restaurant or the Toyota. It was just like a great advertisement for for chicken sandos. Like I was just on the like on the billboard there. I was like, oh, they got those out there now. It's great, man. Those two are those two are hot. They're both in the lineup tonight. I was worried that they were going to rest one of them tonight. You know, when Boone does that, like game yeah. three, game four, I'm like, let these guys if they're hot and they're playing at home, just let them play. Rest them on the road. That's I, I get they're going to do this bullshit load management. But I think I think those rest days should come on the road with the dimensions at Yankee Stadium, with your home fans coming out 
to see it. Like rest him on the road if you're going to rest them, I think. I mean, I don't think that they should factor in who bought tickets or who's in the stands like at all to that, like make baseball decisions. But I do think like at this point in the season, it makes sense that like you go out there and you play your best guys. It's early. They'll need days off eventually. But, you know, we're getting so like judge needs no days off at any point very early in the season. He should get one here and there, a couple half days DHing. Forty million dollars you're out there to play. Yeah. And I get we've got to think about, you know, it's not one sixty two, but it's not game four. Stanton is gonna need days, but like Stanton is streaky. Like he's he's gotten to play the field twice. If he's playing the field a little bit, he's hitting home runs a little bit, you let him just keep doing that. You keep that going until oh, exactly. he needs a day off. Exactly. He's homered in, yeah, two two straight games. You sit him when he's cold. Don't yeah. don't sit him on these because he goes on these insane hot streaks. I I don't don't pull momentum from us. If you don't have to. So good to see them. Good to see them in the lineup. And then how about Johnny? How about Johnny Brito? <laughs> I mean, rising to the occasion. It's it's funny because, you know, Schmidt has, you know, had a good spring. He he's looked good at times, you know, really good at times. Brito went out there and pitched his ass off. And we, you know, who knows what we're going to have with Herman. But like two of those three guys are not going to stick around. Brito's got the option, so he's going to go up and down as much as we need. He's already back down. Yeah. Yeah. So like it'll be interesting to see how his season shapes up. Obviously, the scouting department or, you know, our coaches may, you know, at times know more than I do, only at times. Um, But hopefully they don't like waste. Yeah, like if you've got a guy playing hot, if he's pitching hot, let him pitch his ass. Let him go out there and pitch his ass off. Let's see what happens. He starts getting shelled. He's got options. Exactly. And with Schmidt, man, he reminds me a lot of Phil Hughes. Like, nice guy. Fans really love him, but he just doesn't have the put away stuff. And it doesn't take an analytical expert when a guy cannot put anybody away. Every time he gets to one, two, 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 oh, two, guys just foul off four or five pitches in a row. He gives up some walks. I just, I don't see it as a starter and people act like he's this young, hot prospect. We drafted him out of college in 2017. He's had to be like 26, maybe 27 at this point. Like he's not some young kid. Yeah. Like I think he just is what he is. Like, I don't, I don't look at him as some young hot stud with all this potential. I think he's a 27 year old quad a swing guy. Yeah. No, I mean that that's pretty much what it is. Like, He's never going to evolve into an ace. He's going to be a middle of rotation guy, maybe on some other teams. Maybe, yeah. Have like a decent, you know, career, maybe get a couple, you know, $4 million here, $5 million there contracts to like play out the string of his career. But yeah, no, he's not. I, I think it's very easy for people to like lose track of time. Yes. Like Aaron Judge being 30 years old is like for some people like what? Like Glaber is not 22 years old anymore. That was a long time ago. Yes. People lose track of that very easily. They do. And I do think he could be like a Michael King situation. Like King sucked as a starter. Every time he started a game, he let up a three run homer in the first and he'd lose Clark. I, to me, it's like, it's over as a starter. I get it right now. They, they need to, cause they have no choice, but I would make him like another Mike King, a two inning guy, you know, one of those high leverage, long guys that like Chad yeah. Green used to be for us. That's what I see. I, I just don't – you don't see him. He, he's not going out there and spinning six shutout. Yeah, but, you know, if you if you also think about it, like he's supposed to be a number five starter, right? You know, expecting – anyone expecting him to go out there and give us – like he's not supposed to be the Saturday starter. Know, yeah. <laughs> what a bizarre world. And that's the other thing about taking two out of three from the Giants. Like if this was Cole, Rodon, and Severino, I would have wanted a sweep. But two out yeah. of three with these three – Pitchers that we threw out there, I mean, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll definitely take it, and especially, like, Cole getting into – you know, I said, like, he might go – I thought he might go, like, five innings because, like, opening day, it's cold. You know, give up two, three runs, and and you're out just because that's how Boone manages the game. But that also helps with the bullpen. You know, they haven't really been, you know, taxed a ton. They haven't been in a lot of high-leverage situations. Nope, nope, they haven't. It's been been solid so far. I did. We have to talk about Volpe. He got a louder ovation than Judge. Everybody on Twitter was saying, oh, it was the same. I was there. Volpe's ovation was louder. 
He's fast as fuck. He stole. He's yeah. stolen in every game. He's got three steals already. He looks like a legitimate 45 to 50 steal guy. Yeah, I said, I said that last week. Like, he yeah. easily steal 40 bases. Yeah. Easy. If he gets on base in 40 games, then, yeah, he should steal 40 bases. And none of the plays were, like, bang, bang. He's, he gets in there pretty easily, stealing third, diving yeah. at first. He looks great. I mean, there's a lot of changes you know like the bases it makes it a, they're a little bigger makes it a little less um distance i'm it'll be interesting to see when there is a play where a guy's like just safe i'm sure they have like the amazon web services like yeah. you know let's factor in he would have been out but also with the uh the throws over to, to the bases they, they're more limited there so go out there try to get a guy to use his pickoff attempt and then go and just run be more athletic i mean that's why you have a 21 year old shortstop like if you have a 21 year old shortstop who can't steal bases what the fuck are you doing exactly and we have other older guys that are going to strain their calves and hamstrings like that yeah. can't that can't happen to volpe he made the one error but i think i think he'll be fine defensively and he again, owned that, it yeah that's oh, yeah. the other thing he owned it he was like he's gonna keep me up at night you know no excuses and we've had terrible defense at short for years. So even if, again, even if he's average or even slightly below average to me, to me, that's okay. He's going to be so good offensively. Um, let's talk about Hicks and IKF. I kind of want to group them together because I think they're in very similar situations and have handled it very differently. So it's early in spring training. It's clear that these guys are not going to be starters. They're losing yeah. their starting jobs. IKF's like, you know what? Fuck well, it. I'll so learn. And I think it was clear to everyone except Aaron Hicks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think IKF went out there knowing, like, I'm in the position where if I go and I play in a way that I have never played before in my career, I'm going to be the shortstop, but I need to be amenable to different situations. Aaron Hicks showed up to camp. I am the starting left fielder for the New York Yankees. Always have been, always will be. (laughs) Exactly. And IKF went out, learned a new position, said, you know what? I'll do whatever I can to play. I just want to be here. I want to wear pinstripes. And he's looked pretty good in center field. Aaron Hicks dogged it and is now whining to the media that he's not starting. Like uh, you, uh, what's your quote? Life is 90%. What happens to you? 10% how you yeah, deal 90% with it. What happens to 10% how you handle it. This or is a, this is a 10% textbook. what happens to you. 90% how you handle it. Yes. Yes. Textbook example of this right here. IKF is handling this like a pro, like a champ and Hicks is whining like a baby. Yeah. I mean, I think IKF knows that to a certain extent, like he's expendable. There are a lot of people in our system who does, who do what he does. There's another guy on the team, although, you know, Cabrera hasn't, we haven't seen him in center field yet, but plays the infield, plays the outfield, has created an opportunity for himself by, like, if you think about it, he had some good hits last year, but like Cabrera wasn't amazing, but he went out there, a lot of hustle, a lot of excitement around him. So IKF is doing that, taking the opportunities as they come, you know, the best avail- the best ability, sometimes availability and IKF showing that. But yeah, I mean, Hicks, I mean, this is the same Hicks that last year was like, you know, I just need to get playing time when he had more plate appearances than any other time in his career. He had yes. the most opportunities last year and it seemed like he had less, but he actually statistically had more opportunities and did less with it. So Man, I'm not surprised to see Hicks bitch about it like that. No, and I think we're at a point where it's just it's just time to DFA him. Like they clearly don't really want to play him. He's adding nothing. His ten to five rights are coming up. I think it's like August first or some point. So I, I think he got it. Like it's hard. Cashman's so stubborn, but the point is going to come where it's like, all right, we just have to we have to cut our losses. Maybe you can get somebody's forty fifth ranked prospect if you eat half of the money, but like I, it might just have to be a dead cut. Yeah, I mean, I think like to. Tonight starts the real like competition between Hicks and Franchi Cordero <laughs> to see like who yeah. can maybe stick around with this team. Cause like when Bader comes, someone has to go. And I don't think they're going to send Cabrera down. Nah, no. Nah. I don't think that you cut IKF right now because of the attitude and the flexibility he's providing. Cordero's the most obvious one. But if he shows up and just starts playing, like he had a great spring. If he shows up and starts playing, Hicks is doing not to help himself. Uh, you know, oh, he's a good guy to have around. Not right now. 
and it's not like this just happened. He has a history of going to the media with this stuff. Yeah, complained last year. Remember, Cordero's a lefty with some pop. You could see him doing like a Kendry Morales little type run where he hits eight homers in in a couple of weeks or something. Wouldn't wouldn't shock me. Like the guy definitely guy definitely has some pop. So yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens with with that mix. How are you feeling about this uh, this Philly series coming up? I mean, the Phillies stink. Uh, they lost last night. I know in a one run game, but like they've gotten blown out. I think you know some of their guys were at the WBC. Mm. So, you know, it's a different training. Um, some of these guys are, um, you know, they're dealing with, you know, there's the kind of the lingering thing of like Harper's not here yet. Like wait till he comes. There may even be a comfort level in like, we made a late run last year. We could just do that again. And we are trying to catch lightning in a bottle twice. It's going to be hard. So I think they're, they're a beaten down team. Uh, obviously they're a major league team. So anything that happens can spark them. You know, one win could spark them to 10 wins, but going out there, knowing that they're, they're and three on the season, knowing that we have to put up with Phillies fans in our lives. Like you look for Nestor to go out there and do what he did in the spring where, you know, he was really dealing or, you know, he just was in Washington and we've set ourselves up. You know, if we take tonight, then it's like, you got to get one out of two. You hope to get all three. And then that's a case where you come out of the first two series is five and one against bad teams. Like you, you take that all day because it can be a tough April. Like the, we still are dealing with a lot of injuries. We are. And we have the, the twins who should be pretty good. We have the blue Jays, a couple other good teams, a couple other good teams. We're going to play, but this Phillies team is not the same one that was in the world series. Harper's not here. Hoskins isn't here. We don't have to face Zach Wheeler. This series, like no excuses. You got Cole pitching in the last game, go in two out of three. They, Phillies played last night. They got into New York apparently at like 5 a.m. while the Yankees were chilling at home. No excuses. Um, I expect Nestor to go out and, and pitch well. Taiwan Walker to me is like the definition of like just another guy. He's yeah. just like a Tyone. He's just like a decent number three that's hittable. Yeah. It, like he, if he went out there and gave up two runs in five, six innings, I wouldn't be shocked. If he gave up, 10 runs in the first two innings and they just don't have bullpen. So like, he's just out there eating a beating also wouldn't surprise me. He should. Yeah. We shouldn't lose. He shouldn't be the reason that they, that they beat us. If we lose to them, it should be good. Schwarber and Trey Turner and their good offensive players did some damage, but yeah, they're a little banged up. And, uh, obviously after the run that the Phillies went on last year, I'd be lying if I, and hearing my friends talk about it, I'd be lying if I said, I didn't want this series more than any other series against a National League team, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a little more when you – I mean, you grew up in the area, so yeah, you dealt yeah. with it your whole life. You know, I only hear from Phillies fans when they're playing well. You they know, They just kind of live in their alternate reality. Like all last fall, they're talking about how they're the best fans in baseball when they finish 16th in attendance. It's like you're really not. They just kind of like create their own world that they live in and just go with it. It's very bizarre. Yeah, I mean, it's just like they go, they get hot. Like when they get hot, Citizens Bank Park is fucking full. You know, yes. people go because tickets are, aren't super expensive. It's a very, it's easier to get to if you work in Center City. It's I, it's easier to get to the Philly stadiums than probably Yankee Stadium. It's oh, a little yeah, it's less 15 than, minutes. Yeah. And it's a little less intimidating. Yes. He's like, oh, am I on the local on the express? I got to switch at 125th Street, you know, all shit like that that you don't have to deal with. Um, and they have Xfinity Live, which is just like a sh- for anyone who doesn't know, it's almost like a mall. But all the stores are bars and also the place in the middle where they have those like, you know, pop up things to buy phone cases at a mall. Also bars. Yes. <laughs> That's a really good <laughs> like. <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> and they have that like upstairs area that I've never been to that. It's like a that's, VIP area. Yeah, that's a bar when Scott Storch is there. Because <laughs> I've seen him DJ there before. They're, they do have a legitimate like tailgate scene because they have a big parking lot, which yeah. the Yankees don't have, which is, yeah, which is they fun. Have, yeah, because they have three stadiums down there. So, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, there's a great tailgate scene. And so, like, they'll come out later. And plus, there are – there's less people in Philly. Like, Philly yes. is 1.5 million people. In the city limits, and the city limits go far. Yes. New York is 8 million people. And so, like, 
the same way like New York or anywhere else, like in Philly, there are just company tickets around. Like companies mm-hmm. have tickets. People are just throwing uh, them dude, around. Philly's the ticket. Philly's ticket. Yeah. I, I get offered to go all – like they're playing like the Pirates on a t- – I get offered to go all the time. Yeah, you can fucking trip over Philly's tickets walking yeah. down the street. So <laughs> they do show up for that, and then as soon as they – it's over. And, and then they measure like fandom in like look how drunk we got. Yes, yes, exactly. And like punched a cop. yes. <laughs> Or like a police horse. Like that's how they measure it. It's not attendance. It's not how many tickets they've sold. It's not how far they've made. It's like, well, when the going got good, we get the drunkest. That's that's beautifully put. That's that's beautifully put. It's very true. And no one from Philly can argue that with me. Oh, no, no. And I'm, I'm sure they won't. Uh, we don't get to face Wheeler, which is nice. Cole and Nola should be good. It sucks that – see, to me, this is a series that should be – Friday, Saturday, Sunday in like May or June, not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in April. Two massive fan bases, two massive markets. Like I, I kind of don't love the timing of this, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, they do. They can't factor us into the schedule. I know, like I, I, I think that there are legitimately opportunities where it's like, all right, whatever the system is, because I don't think it's like that old couple makes schedule anymore. It's a computer. Um, yes. Like, yeah, shift the subway series to the weekend. Yes. Like, make that happen. Phillies, I don't know. We'll probably, maybe next year they'll be down here on a weekend. Like, they were on a weekend the last time they were here. You can't have it every time. Yeah. Um, there is a certain extent of, like, well, they just won the NLCS. You know, they went to the World Series. So, like, we want them for a weekend. But, like, I mean, everyone wants us for the weekend. That's true. That That's very true. You know, like, yeah, it'd be nice if we were playing the twins at home now. And then next weekend we were playing the Phillies at home. But, uh, you know, they can't swing that all the time. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Yep, and they are in Baltimore. They are in Baltimore this weekend on a weekend or Thursday Thursday, Saturday, Sunday action. Where are you at with that? I I don't know. I just found out that we got to celebrate Easter, like beyond just like with my kids. Ah, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Got to do. Got to go do Easter dinner at two o'clock. Within the same 30 days that we're doing a bar mitzvah. Wait, who's getting bar mitzvah? My nephew. Oh, okay. Mazel tov. Yeah. I bought a new (laughs) suit. I went Saturday. I got fitted for a new custom suit. Day party or night party, do you know? It is... So it's like an hour, hour and a half from us. It's in Margate. So okay. ceremony's 10 a.m. So we got to be in the car at 8.30. Ceremony. Then there is a, I forget what they call it. There's a lunch. They said whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, kiddish maybe. I don't know, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what does that mean? They were like bagels. And I was like, oh, I sat shiver one time. It's the best. Bagels, you cover all the mirrors. Sounds like a dream hangover. Got a good laugh from my Jewish brother-in-law. Um, then we've got downtime parties at six and it's like, oh, six o'clock party. But then at the same time, I remember like I'm 38 and I've got two kids who 
go to bed at seven. So that I won't gap. Be- so what are you going to do in that gap? That's a long, it's a fairly long gap. We're going to go to my sister-in-law's house and try to find somewhere quiet enough to get the baby to take a nap. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they're either, it's either like service straight to a country club for a day party, or there's that super long gap. Uh, obviously like the night parties are more fun generally, but it's the gap. It, now that you have kids, it, the gap is tough. And I mean, like, you know, th- the bar mitzvah is not for me. Like I'm fully aware, like I'm not going to be drinking at it. And it's, I think it's like carnival themed. It is for children. I've only been the one bar mitzvah and I was 14 when I went. So it was, it was cool. Um, it was a day thing. So yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I'm just there to be supportive, maybe light a candle. Okay. Um, I'm thinking about not getting a haircut. I keep saying like, cause I got a new suit. I've lost some weight recently thinking about not getting a haircut, let the curls go so that like all the old Jewish women think my, uh, my wife stole one of the good ones. (laughs) You could throw a yarmulke over those curls. Oh, we're we're having yarmulkes. I was like, I'm getting a yarmulke, right? Like I'm like, yeah. Oh, I'm anytime we've gone to some Jewish weddings where like they hand out yarmulkes. And like, if you, if you, if that's like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like we went to a very Jewish wedding um, and like yarmulke. So like, yeah, I'll throw one on. Like as long as like, cause it's not disrespectful if you're no, at the no. thing. So I'll, I'll yeah. throw it on. My wife just starts snapping pictures of me. Cause she's just like, you look so natural with a yarmulke on. She loves it. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Been to, been to a lot in my day. They're, they're a lot of fun. It's just like, yeah, it's like a wedding. It's like a wedding for kids is how I would, yeah. how I would describe it. No, so it's just like, yeah, go, go there, be supportive, be a good uncle. And then, like, as soon as my kids start yelling, it's just like, we're gone. Get get the hell out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Get some, you know, get some PJs on you. We're going home. Oh, good call, man. Good call. A lot of uh, I've seen a lot of umpire, a lot of bad umpiring reports early yeah. on. There was a game, CB Buckner. And, you know, they do those umpire scorecards. Yeah. Said he added 2.5 runs to the Rangers, which is insane that a guy can impact the umpire that much this could this could be the last year before robo umps and i don't think people really realize that is there cba up th- this There's year just something where it, ca- it can start last year next year because they've been inching it up like it's in triple a this year it's in yeah. all of the minors and we're and now there's only one remember like they start in the gulf coast and they did double a and like we're we're getting very close and i don't think people i mean it's still a year away but i don't think people really realize how close it is I just like did a quick Google, but Forbes is trying to make me turn off my ad blocker. Jesus Christ, fifty something ads. Oh, yeah. Um, from twenty twenty one, ten of new agreed through twenty twenty four. So, yeah, I mean, I think to a certain extent, um, yeah, it was a five year deal. So I, I maybe they can. I don't know how it works where like they can push it through for last year, but there's one more year on the agreement. I think there has to be like a serious conversation around like just the umpiring has been so bad the past couple of years. And part of it is social media. So it's easy for us to grab the screenshots and, you know, point it out. And the networks are doing more to show the the strike zone. And you've got the scorecard, Twitter handles and things like that, that. You know, with robo umps coming and that, that's not going to be perfect every time, you know, you're, you're going to run into technology issues at times. There just has to be some kind of, I think, happy medium, but also at the same time, like just there needs to be discipline for doing a bad job. Yes. You know, like that guy who threw out JT. Oh, that was Muto. insane. He's a, that, so that was a triple A umpire umpiring a major league spring training game because you think about it with split squads and stuff like. Those guys also need practice. You get the opportunity, like, you know, you get a look for the show. That guy will probably spend the year in AAA as a result of that. There should be something. I'm not saying you're sending guys down, but there just there has to be some kind of like discipline to it. And I don't think like, especially with the way technology is, when this CBA comes up. I think the league is in a position to like draw some hard lines in the sand because. I, these guys don't have a skill set that transitions to doing anything else. No, right. <laughs> right. I guess. Yeah. No. The only thing I could say is like a lot of them just seem like cops. Like I feel like a lot of umpires have the same demeanor as cops. Yeah. Just get in a union that'll protect you no matter. Yeah. How. yeah. <laughs> like that's pretty much 
That's what it is. And like there a lot of them seem angry. Like a lot of these umpires, I feel like they just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Like the guy that threw out Real Muto, he's just angry. They're very worried about being shown up. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, I don't know, you guys are grown ass men, normally like old men. Where it's just like they bring a boomer attitude of like, have I gotten the respect I deserve today? Exactly, exactly. You're wearing a shirt with pads underneath it. What the fuck are we talking about? No, it it is a funny outfit. Yeah, they got it. They got to get better. They probably won't. Uh, By the time it sucks, because like it would have been cool to see the electronic strike zone in judges prime. I feel like we're not going to get it until he's like, you know, 34 or whatever. And it'll be a little bit that may extend his prime. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, like from a power standpoint, but like not being able to, um, you know, just not chase that that slider. You know, or know that the call's not going to go against him when he doesn't chase it because it's still a toss up now. It's a complete it's a complete game changer. Let's jump through some injury updates. Rodon is going to throw these. these I can't even read these with a straight face. He's going to throw two simulated innings with guys standing in and not swinging. And he's going to go like sit in the dugout in between to simulate being in an actual game. I would assume if he does that for. 30, 40 pitches, the next step would be a minor league rehab game, right? Or the minor leagues hasn't even started yet, so I don't know. And like maybe – no, the minor league started. Like AAA started. It did? Yeah, and they've got extended spring training. Oh, right, extended. I don't extended. know. When you're that much money, I don't think highly competitive games to like to be ready to go. You need to see real pitches. I think if you're a pitcher, you're just like you're working on your shit. Yeah, no, I mean, he's and and it wasn't that long and he did make a couple of spring training starts and it could be a thing where it's like, oh, dude, just do the rehab start in the pros at this point. Like, is that any worse than having some of these guys we have out there now? You know, I don't even. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if he just needs to get up to so like his arm, you know, is good for 80 pitches or whatever, then let's just, you know, let's get it going. I think you're going to see more of that. Like, even if it's 60 pitches, all right, you're the opener. That's your first, you know, that's your first game. You could go out, give us three, three solid innings, man. I think it depends on like who the player is. I think a guy on a big free agent deal who's, uh, you know, five more years after this with us around as much. If he, you know, if he wants to work on shit in the minors, have you heard anything on Sevy? Is he, he's not throwing yet, is he? I heard something that like he was going to start throwing soon. I forget what the update was. Cause it was seven days. But, like I don't seven try- days ago. Yeah. I remember like, I remember seeing something over the weekend and being like, I don't believe it. It's also with him. We've seen him have setbacks at every level of this. Like we've had setbacks playing catch setbacks in the minors, setbacks in a bullpen. So you have to be very, very careful with him and really follow each step to make sure he gets through it. I, I would sign up for June 1st to see him like on the Mount Yankee Stadium. In a heartbeat, I would sign for that. I I think they were saying um, he's begun building up. He's, he threw on Friday and Saturday. Okay. And so it's important that he was able to throw on back-to-back days. Uh, it was good that he came back in today after throwing yesterday. It was light throwing yesterday, but came back asymptomatic, which is good. Hopefully onward and upward. So, you know, we'll We'll see. Like I saw that and was just like, but who knows, you know, and he, here's the thing. He he's dealing with a lat. He'll throw him back to back days, like just play catch. Nothing. He'll go out. He'll have two minor league starts. Nothing. It'll be like that third minor league. start, or it'll be like he's in the bullpen warming up for his first start of the season. Then he's out for forever. Yeah. I mean, you got to be very careful. It's almost to the point where it's like anything we get out of him is a bonus, which kind of sucks. But again, that was one of the re- to me. When they signed Rodon, that was saying, all right, we're not giving Sevy a big contract, like a second big contract. It was almost yeah. like his replacement. We'll, we'll have them together. We'll double dip for one year and they'll overlap. But I feel like they essentially gave whatever money they may have had earmarked for Sevy to Rodon. Yeah, because we needed something extra and Sevy is not what Rodon's supposed to be. Um, he just He's just unreliable physically. And there's still going to be a place for him. For a few years, he could not play at all this year, and he'll still get an opportunity next year. Like oh, he's got yeah. a live arm when he's healthy. So it just you know you at times wonder 
is and we talked about this like i've never heard of him working out no. so like is baseball the number one priority for him i don't know i'm not sure i'm not sure and he's the it's also just the budget part of like they're not going to have three pitchers with contracts over 150 million cole yeah, yeah. over 300 rodon's got 162 they're not i don't see them giving out another one of those no no it's going to be like we're going to need someone like a Brito to step up. We're going to need, you know, Cortez on a cheap deal. And you've got to find it's been our biggest issue is you've got to develop the talent. And we haven't developed the pitchers. Now, I can't. Blake has done a lot with our major league pitchers. He hasn't had the whole system for long enough to bring him down. And I don't even know as a major league pitching coach how much real influence you have on like the entire system coming up. Versus like whatever Cashman's deciding to do or, or put in place. Um, but I think we're probably another like year or two from seeing like organizational effects of changes that Blake has put in in developing starters. That's a good point because I could see Blake getting on video calls and zooming with the minor league pitching coaches and telling them kind of what to teach. But it's not the same as the direct one on one actual impact. You know, it's like you can. The message comes differently from people, but no, that's a really, it's a really interesting point. Like changing the entire organizational pitching philosophy and yeah. having that impact. And you know, at the same time, when you're doing it, it is sort of like it is a game of telephone. Like from coach, but every one of those minor league coaches also thinks that he should have Blake's job and or be the pitching coach for somewhere else. Yes. Oh no, they they all do. They all do. The other. Injury that I wanted to update on was Bader. Sounds like still multiple weeks away. He's just hitting in a pool. And I feel like whenever I hear anybody doing something in a pool, that means it's really far away. Yeah. I saw that he was swimming in the pool and he's doing like he's he's um, swinging and like he may go to next week, like some dry swings. That sounds like May 15th to me. Yeah. And, and maybe some throwing. Yeah. You know, you hope that it's sooner, but, you know, he lost some spring training. You got to get the timing back. I think hitters need it more than pitchers of like, you know, you don't need a major league swing on the other end of a 95 mile an hour fastball, but you do need a 95 mile an hour fastball on the other end of a swing as you're trying to ramp up. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. But what is encouraging about Bader is. He had a long injury last year, the plantar fasciitis. I think he missed six weeks and he came, hit the ground running. Like as soon as he got off the IL, kind of like how Gary used to do where Gary would come off the IL and hit three home runs in a week. Yeah. And strike out a million times. Yeah. I mean, Bader's in a contract year. He's still a young guy. He's still very athletic. So, and you know, he's a local guy. So I think if you come into the team, so, you know, guys all talk about it differently. But I think if you grow up a fan of a team, especially a team like Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Cubs, like those kind of iconic teams, even the Cardinals. When you get to the major leagues and you're playing for another team, like you're still rooting for the Yankees. Oh, yeah. You know, Um, and I think coming in last year, seeing what happened, like Joey Gallo was a huge Yankee fan. And you see how like bad that went. There's a little extra to like, you know, I'm going to prove it to my boys in the crowd that I'm that guy. That that is a good point. And that actually reminds me. So I sat next to just coincidentally in my section, Ron Manarinaccio's younger brother, uh, whose name is Pat. Who I learned this a bunch of his like friends um, from from high school and they all had his jersey. Like they were like holding up the Marinaccio jerseys. They're from Ocean County or whatever. Um, and they were and then there was also a group of like Volpe had his own section and they were all wearing the Del Barton high school Jersey. Uh, we yeah. got a lot of, a lot of local, a lot of local flavor on this team. Yeah. I think, I think that's exciting. It's kind of like, you know, back in the day where it was just like, I don't know if you were like the best player in your neighborhood, like the Dodgers picked you up, you know, the Brooklyn yes. Dodgers got you. So, I mean, it's cool. It's cool to see that excitement. I mean, I saw so many shots of like people who like knew Volpe, like they were clearly there in like hoodies that like they made themselves because like his merch wasn't, uh, you know, available yes, yet. Right, right, right. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's exciting to, do, to see. It brings like a real energy to it. 
obviously like times have changed with baseball and like athletes and how they like spend their time. They're not out at clubs and bars and restaurants like as much. Um, a lot of them play video games. They'd rather be home, especially with like everybody's got a camera in their pocket now. So it's good to see like the local guys like growing up on city Island, like Yankees came out there for dinner all the time. I would always see Yankees players like out all the time. And it was awesome. Now there, there's a little local flavor to it. And, you know, you get a little bit of that without seeing them out, you know, drinking all the time. That's true. And it's funny. I was explaining this to Jamie. So she was I was telling her about like Volpe getting called up and how it was a big deal and was talking about how he could be the most liked player on the team. And she's like, well, what about Judge? He could never be as liked as Judge. He's not going to hit 60 homers. And I was like, well, he's local. And like Judge, he could hit 80 home runs, but he'll always be from the West Coast. Like it's just it's just different when the guy is from the hometown. I feel like you have that higher ceiling. Jeter even had that a little bit because he talked about how he was born in New Jersey. Um, yeah. So I do think Volpe has a chance to be the most beloved player on the team. And like seeing him get a – I'm telling you, I think it was louder than Judge. It was it was very weird because you're so used to Judge blowing everybody else's ovation out of the water. I think the difference that you hear there is the uh, – that's – there's a little subdued cheer when it's $40 million. Like you get a little less cheer. It's not as exciting. You've been here. You got the contract. You're going to be here. We're not trying to win you over anymore. Right. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I guess if you go back to 2017, 2018, maybe the judge. Yeah. Cause he was that like, innocent kid. You're doing all this shit for $4 million. Hell yeah. You know, or <laughs> $700,000. Great. We love that. Yeah. You think he made, yeah. I think he made 550 grand. His first his first year that year he hit 52 homers. Anything else from around the league that you noticed or wanted to hit on from other teams' interviews? A shocking amount. Like the Mets had one today. The Phillies had one the other day. Like they put in new rules to prevent position players pitching. And I feel we're I don't know. I've noticed two already this year. It's early in the year for that. eight runs. Right is the rule. I think it's like eight runs at a certain point in the game, 10 at like an earlier point in the game. Yeah, the Phillies did it. They did it Saturday. I think game two they had. Yeah. They had a position player pitching. And the, the Mets had it today. You know, is Steve Cohen bad for baseball? I don't know. I mean, I think it's been interesting to see, like, you know, the Red Sox opened at home. They're going to be a bad team, but they're two and one. So, like, their fans are having a good time right now. The Blue Jays one and two, like, I don't think they're going to stay like that. You know, the Rays, you know, like the our division hasn't really like sorted itself out yet. Um, seeing Joey Gallo like still get shifted on is funny and like only reaching base on like an error for that. He did hit a, a nice home run. His swing looks a little better than it did with us. But, you know, I think it's just too early to look too much into to anything after, you know, anyone's only played three games i do like the you know the opening day like who's on pace for 162 home runs like tweets that's the best and i'm glad you mentioned the the blue jays i think obviously the red sox rivalry people can say what they want it's not the same as it was 5 10 15 years ago whatever the rays i feel like we were really angry with them like 2019 2020 21 that kind of died down i feel like the blue jays with uh, Vlad Jr. doing a lot of shit talking with Alec Manoa doing like they're doing their part to kind of drum up that hate like they've done a lot of interviews kind of ripping the Yankees and it seems like they're just instigating but I kind of like it like I want to hate I like hating other teams in my division yeah I mean I I said I, I thought like a lot of that stuff died in like the mid 2000s when to a certain extent like the players don't hate each other that much. Like you end up with the occasional, someone got hit by a pitch and these guys hate each other. They hold yeah. a grudge for forever, whatever. But when you're all making tens of millions of dollars, you know, David Ortiz and Robinson Cano used to blow each other behind second base. I hated, before every I hated game. that. Yeah. I hated that shit. So it, it's like, it's tough to, to have that and be like, Oh yeah, no, there's a real fire there. I do agree. Like blue Jays, fan, blue Jays players are trying to like talk their way into a rivalry. Um, which did you hear what uh, Vlad Sr. told Vlad Jr.? No. He told him, he was like, don't do that. You, you never know who's going to pay you when you're in free agency. That's smart. That's, like, you know, don't, don't get the Yankees to hate you. You can end up like Correa, you know, talking shit about Jeter. That's true. That's true. No, that's, that's an interesting point. But I think the Blue Jays games are going to be a lot of fun, um, even though we played less divisional games. I think those games will have, will have some juice to it. I hope the Red Sox – 
Like, I hope it still has some juice, but I feel like between playing them less and just them being a 500 team and I still think we're going to see like their, you know, you get everyone's best punch when you're the Yankees. Yes. Yes. And so we may, it's easy to say like, well, you know, if we go to Fenway, like they're going to play us hard because like we're going to their house. But like they love coming to New York and and fucking our shit up too. They like do. there is like you want to play the spoiler. We haven't been in like they they either win the World Series or they're in last place. We are always in the playoffs right there. Like we don't really get to play the spoiler because like we're still trying to accomplish something. Um, but like they enjoy playing the spoiler. They do. No, they love it. And they they kind of get off on that. I remember even last year it was September. They were well eliminated and they were just booing the shit out of judge and yeah that was their thing we don't want him to get 62 against us like that was their rallying cry yeah and there's a certain like generation for you know there's a certain attitude that goes over generations for our red sox fans where like there are a lot of people like let's say you're my age i don't know they probably added what have they added like fifteen thousand seats in the time that i've been alive you know like recently so it used to be like tougher to get to games they still I think they sell out every game, maybe not every seat's full, but they're selling the tickets. Mm-hmm. So when there's the opportunity to go because the common fan is priced out a lot of times, you're still getting some of those salty dog like, you know, racist Red Sox fans <laughs> that are just like, let me throw a beer can and a slur your way. <laughs> one of them threw a ball and it hit Stan as he was rounding the bases. after yeah. the home run. That was that was one of the wildest things I've ever seen. The Blue Jays do that, too. Like, I remember. Blue Jays fan threw a ball and it hit Gardner in the head and he made a joke like, oh, my head's so hard that it didn't even. Yeah, I mean, we do. um, You know, we're supposed to. Well, one of the things you run into in New York is when they hit a home run one, like if you get a home run ball, if you're with your kid, you let him keep it. If you paid a hundred dollars, one hundred fifty dollars to be in that seat, you probably keep it. And you've got a lot of out of towners, a lot of tourists. So like they're going to keep it. Um, and we throw it back sometimes, but I don't know, maybe we're not accurate enough to hurt someone. Yeah. <laughs> Danny in the bleachers or isn't, uh, doesn't have it like he did. Yeah, we don't school. have the most athletic looking fan base either out there. No. <laughs> a lot of unbuttoned jerseys, a lot of hairy chests. Yeah. You know, with the big bellies, a lot, a lot of that. Yeah. Living the dream. But no, it was a great weekend. Did yeah. you go to a bar before uh, first pitch? Nah, nah. I just wanted, I wanted to get in there and I wanted to see Volpe. Uh, I wanted to see the intros for nice. opening day. Could have could have grabbed one and I thought it was going to take a lot longer. Like remember la- two, two years ago or last year with you, it took forever. Yeah. We kind of breezed in this time. It, like I was ex- I was bracing for that and we got in and like I would say like seven, eight minutes. If. I mean, I don't know anything like specific. I don't remember them doing anything specific last year, like involving COVID for going in. I think it was, you know, just opening day. There's a lot of it is Yankees Red Sox. So that's a little different. Yeah. You had a lot of Red Sox fans. Um, But yeah, the line was like forever to get in. Like I, we didn't get in until the Yankees were already down or I got in. Yes. Later. You went I, in earlier. I, I had I barely earlier. beat it. I barely got in there for first pitch. Also, Penn Station is completely revamped. It's way way nicer now. I've heard, I've heard. I'm still never going to go there, but I've No, heard. I know. <laughs> no, you're uh you're a driver. Are you in still you haven't uh you're still not targeting any any April games yet? No, I mean, I look at the the calendar and like there's a there's always a chance that like on the like 15th or 22nd I'm just like fuck it and throw yeah. my kid in the car and just mm-hmm. drive up. But I got to see how like the rest of the month shapes up. Cause we're getting into, uh, we're getting into swim classes. Mm, like, yeah. you know, it's, you know, uh, you'll learn in, Oh, as the years like progress, you just, it eats up so much time. And then you're like, I don't like, I don't feel like doing that on a Saturday. I'm excited. Yeah, no, I can see that. I did get a, and you know, a new, new kind of portable TV that can function for going places and then I might just post it up on the changing table, you know, if I'm ever and just leave it on. Yeah, I, I saw that. It's 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 pretty psychotic. Like you could just watch on your phone. It's not the same as a real what TV. Do you have coming up now as like a father. Yeah. What do you have coming up 
that you're like, I'm going to bring a TV to this. We're going, we got invited to, to this girl's like 30th birthday party in some courtyard in Philly. And it's on a Saturday, like during the day. And we play at one o'clock. I think it's that 15th. So I'll bring it there. I'm going to two bachelor parties weekends. So like, year. wait, wait. So some girl is having yeah. her 30th birthday. Yes. And she was like, I want, and she, I assume she's Jamie's friend. It's like, a, I, I'm friends with the guy too. It's like all one big, you know, it's like one group. Thing. Oh, it's a guy's birthday. It's the girl's birthday. Um, but it's, I'm, I'd say I went, I'm more friends with the guy, but like, we're all kind of friends. We're like on the outskirts okay. of the invite list though. Like I'm not a priority at this party. Okay. So great point. So yeah. as the outskirts of this girl's <laughs> third birthday, she's like, I want to have all my friends together. We're going to do it in the courtyard, my building. Yep. We can drink, we can grill, whatever it is. Then maybe we'll hit some bars after or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe not you, you gotta go back to the suburbs, but maybe, yeah. um, you know, some other people and you're like, it's April 15th. I should bring a TV to this. Exactly. And there are outlets in the court. I've, I've been here before and I've tested out the Wi-Fi um, and there are outlets outside. So shouldn't shouldn't be any issues with this one. It is going to be a lot bringing, you know, bringing our kid and all the, you know, Jamie will have the bottles and stuff and then I'll have to bring the TV. So we're going to oh, I was going to say, I thought this was I thought this was like, oh, grandma's going to watch the kid for a couple hours. Jamie wants to make a big debut and, uh, you know, have people meet her outside. It sounds like this girl's birthday is nothing about her. It's it's pretty much your baby unveiling and a Yankee watch party. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. But only 100. It was 120 bucks, 24 inch screen. It's got a little slot for a fire stick. That's all you need. But, oh, you could you could have gotten cheaper. You get an insignia where it's got the fire stick built in. Like all the TVs in my house are the same. Uh, TV. Okay. okay. I have the same TV, all different sizes all over my house. So everything's just in it. You're right. It's just going to it is just going to be the I guess we are stealing some of the attention away because you have to put a fire stick, too. So you need two outlets. You end up bringing a, a soap protector. <laughs> Maybe I'll just bring one of those Comcast vans. Yeah. yeah, you might as well just bring a guy that's like set it up, set up a service appointment for them. <laughs> roll up in a roll up in a Verizon van. I'll just text this Verizon. guy and be like, hey, what is your I just need your login for your cable. I'm going to set up a service thing for you. <laughs> Someone's going to come. Yeah, I mean, it feels like a lot. Like, oh, we've got the baby, we've got the bag. You're getting out of the car, you're getting the car seat out, you're putting it in the thing. Oh, and by the way, Nick's got his TV under his arm. Yeah, we're gonna be rolling in heavy now that I, now yeah. that I think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be, it's, it's gonna be a lot. It's psychotic. It's psychotic. I, I love it. I love it. Um, like the bachelor parties, I guess I kind of get, but. Yeah. But see, it eliminates. All right, you go to a bachelor party. There's a couple guys from Boston. There's guys from Baltimore. Oh, I want to watch this. I want to watch this. Well, this is my TV. You know, you can do whatever you want with the TVs in the house, but th this is mine. Like, there, it ends the conversation. If you just go, it's a free for all. I mean, you've been in these situations. Oh, I want to watch the Phillies. I want to watch the Mets. No, none of my friends care about uh, like baseball. So if I just uh, want to throw the Yankee game on, like whatever. But I'm also I can unplug for a weekend and just be like, oh, I'm going to be drunk or like, you know, we're at a bar. I'll ask them to put it on. If they can't, fine. I'll do a shot. There's levels like this weekend. I was in a wedding and the Yankees played at four o'clock and I watched a little on my phone. I mean, I'm not going to like bring it. You didn't get the priest to wear an iPad on his chest. <laughs> that's probably where I draw. That's probably my only line is like not bringing a TV to a wedding venue. But any any event that's less formal than that, I, I will. Yeah, like my sister's wedding, I did have – I had two phones at the time. Like I had a company phone and yeah. like a personal phone. And so I had one set up on the table at the reception because it was also October. It was the playoffs in 2017. Yeah. Oh, that's a big deal. It was the ALCS. Like it oh, was the okay. road games. Yeah. That's that's pretty fair. Yeah. But a TV, that's a tough one. It's – yeah, TV. it's 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 a lot. We'll see. We'll see how that one goes. I'm going to be yeah. curious to get, you know what it is? I'm going to have to, I think I'm going to have to go around you and like directly reach out to your wife. And I'm just going to ask for a statement after you go to all these things. Like what was the general reception of Nick when he walked in with the TV? Like I want her outside opinion of like, yeah, people seem like that's weird. Or like people were like, no, that's a cool thing. 
it's a mix. Like there was a time we went to a, a barbecue and, and I brought and I brought the TV and the, and the girl's sister was like, I thought we were going to prioritize friends today. And I'm like, well, I'm here, aren't I? Yeah, fair and point. The, the irony, though, is that like I kind of just want to bring it and sort of be le- left alone. And it just attracts <laughs> a lot of attention. So it doesn't that I really don't want while I'm trying to watch it. Like I want to socialize a little bit, but it attracts more attention than I'd like. But I don't really have a choice. Yeah, you'd like to just kind of sneak in, plug in, like, oh, I got that, whatever. Maybe not even talk to anybody. But yeah, when right. you walk in with a TV under your arm, <laughs> that's what you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we can. Uh, you can reach out to her for some for some feedback. I mean, there's like like my close friends know the deal, but it's more of the fringe people that ask a lot of. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm more curious about. Like, yeah, your, yeah. your buddy gets a new girlfriend. It's her first time meeting you, and she's like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah so oh well, yeah no should be fun Anthony Rendon got suspended five games did you see that no what'd he do fan he was leaving the field I think they were playing in Oakland and you know how it's like you know the field's shitty it's weird like they go into like a tunnel behind home plate instead of just like from the dugout yeah fan was yelling something reached up grabbed the fan by his shirt and then swung at him Jeez. tried to hit yeah so only five like a- games for that yeah, I mean, he missed on the swing, like, really He's bad. weird. He's, like, openly admitted that he doesn't really enjoy baseball. He's like, it's just a job. It's like, you don't really hear pro players say that. <laughs> Love that. Love that attitude. Because <laughs> that's what happens when you win a World... If you win a World Series and then you sign with the Angels, yeah, that's all it is. Like, we know. We yeah. see where he signed. <laughs> like, at least he admits it. Uh, all right, I think that's all we got. I can hear my kids crying. I gotta go. All right, man. Let's go. Let's go beat the shit out of the Phillies. I want to sweep. Fuck it. Follow Nick on Twitter at nkirbyNYY. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. And uh, Nick will be in Baltimore on Saturday. You know, tweet at him if you want to buy him a beer. I don't know. There's a chance. We'll see. We'll see if I decide to go. Um, But yeah, either see Nick there or see us at the parade. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.